Gets over the middle. Flushed out of the pocket. Rolling right. Extends the play. Pivots back to his left. Still scrambling. Gets to the 15-yard line. Hurls one into the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown. Robbie Anderson. What a play by Sam Darn. What's up, Jet fans? This is Brad McLaughlin here bringing you another episode of Touchdown Jets. I'll be joined with Randy Lange. He's a senior consultant reporter for the New York Jets. So I'm excited to talk to him about the outlook of the season, injuries, etc. He's actually going to be joining us right now. Randy, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm good. I'm getting really, honestly, hyped up for the season. It's right around the corner, a couple weeks away. Um, I'm really starting to feel it now. Yeah, I think a lot of Jet fans are, and the, and the players are too. Uh, there's a good vibe around the team. Uh, I think that Adam Gase has uh, brought a good uh, mix, um, a good uh, shift in the culture. Uh, we won't know that for sure until the games start and uh, a few wins get put up on the board. But there's just a really good feeling that uh, there are some very good, if not excellent, players in position to help this team win and obviously like all teams there are some holes and some things they gotta smooth over and get squared away in the next couple of weeks but um this there's a really good vibe this year going into the uh, 2019 season yeah i'm excited i'm geared up um let's dive right into it so the big big news came down i believe it was last night i'm scrolling through twitter i see brandon copeland suspended peds i'm like here we go the injuries at the linebacker between Avery and now Brandon Copeland's gone for four games. Who is now going to take over that spot? Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, and um, I don't, uh, I don't believe that Coach Gates has uh, addressed this yet. Uh, he spoke yesterday morning before the story uh, broke. Uh, what we do know is that the Jets brought in Stefan Anthony uh, right, as an experienced linebacker. Right. So he's he's probably one of the guys who's going to fit in there. And um, and then you're looking at um, players like Frankie Louvo, who's uh, gotten some experience. Uh, you know, I mean, he's shown that, um, you know, he can spark. He can maybe put a little pass rush on. How, how consistently, we don't know. Uh, Anthony Wint, I believe, is um, is looking outside there, uh, is working outside. Uh, possibly Blake Cashman, uh, the rookie. Uh, I like him, he, yeah. Yeah, he's been lined up inside, but, um, you know, perhaps uh, he'll get a chance. And, and that's one of the things that Greg Williams has said is, uh, you know, we, we determine our depth charts uh, – that, you know, maybe uh, don't make sense to some people, but it's it's all about the best athlete, not necessarily the next guy on the depth chart who gets the next shot. So uh, we'll see if Blake Cashman figures in there. But, uh, you know, uh, Gase is, um, is very calm and, uh, you know, in approaching these kinds of issues. And he just says, you know, they'll let me know if we got this guy or not, and then we'll coach up the guys we got and we'll go to battle with them. No, absolutely. I mean, it's I've been hearing for forever, next man up, next man up. And for the Jets at this point, it really is the next man up when it comes to filling in for Brandon Copeland, who actually was a productive situational pass rusher last year, had five sacks for them. So I'm very curious to see how they're going to fill that role. Yeah, he. Um, it's unfortunate for Brandon. He's a, he's a great uh, young man, and uh, the Jets um, – 
definitely were interested in bringing him back. Uh, he filled that role, as you said, and, and, and played the whole season. And uh, despite uh, other players going down uh, around him and on the other side of the ball, he was one of the uh, stalwarts, plays a little special team. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for him. And uh, we'll see how that affects his career when he's uh, able to go forward. And uh, game five, uh, he'll be suspended for the uh, at least as of now, uh, assuming that uh, any appeals that he files uh, are not uh, – uh, you know, uh, acted upon by the NFL. He'll be out the four games, the same as Chris Herndon at tight end. And uh, game five, those guys will be uh, ready to come back, and uh, we'll see what happens then. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully they can hold the fort till he comes back in four games. The next biggest thing, I mean, a lot of Jeff fans, that's all we've been talking about, is the corner position. Tremaine Johnson still hurt. You know, we're going with Daryl Roberts on the other side, and then it's a bunch of no names. I mean, to me, Randy, I don't know about you, I, and I, I feel confident saying this, Joe Douglas has to be active and either make a trade for a corner, you know, scour the waiver wire for a corner, because they need somebody with a veteran presence opposite Dow Roberts, because it's looking like, to me, Tremaine Johnson's going to be out week one. Even if they had Tremaine Johnson, they were woefully – Thin. So what do you think about the cornerback position? And do you think Joe Douglas is going to be active in trying to solve that problem? Well, he, he has brought in corners recently uh, as Marcus Cooper. And um, I believe Derek Kennard just came in yesterday earlier than uh, Stephon Anthony came in. Uh, kind of a separate um, you know, addition, subtraction thing. Uh, now, are they starting corners? No, they're experienced corners. Uh, we'll see. Um how Gase and, uh, you know, Denard Wilson, the the DB's coach, and Greg Williams uses those guys. But, um, you know, right now uh, you're looking at, you know, a thin cornerback position. Uh, do the Jets turn to Brian Poole, who's supposed to be the slot guy? Is he going to be an outside guy for uh, a game or two or three, whatever's needed to fill Tremaine Johnson's spot? Um, that's another possibility. Kyron Brown, the free agent, had been working in place of Trumaine, and I think the, the coaches liked him, but I, I don't know much about uh, him other than, than that uh, little exposure during practice. Perry Nickerson, you figure, would be a possibility. Oh, God. Um, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't seem like he's made any headway from he's listed as the third cornerback unofficially on the, the uh, death chart. So. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's it's not um, the prettiest uh, position, but again, you know, you, you have to admire in a way, uh, you know, you, you hope it's not a, a disaster uh, waiting to unfold. But you have coaches who believe in next man up. And uh, here, you know, as, as Greg Williams said, you know, his procedure is you guys come in at the start of off season, you learn your position and immediately you try to learn another position. Because, you know, that's going to be part of what keeps you here. And so they're they're all learning two positions. Some of them started on a third position. You know, Jamal Adams has already said, I'll play corner if I'm needed. <laughs> Greg Williams right. already said, well, yeah, we could do that, but we, we're not there yet. So, uh, you know, all of these things are, are going on. But, um, uh, you know, they're going to coach the guys they got. And um, it, it may look pretty or it may look pretty, uh, prettier than you thought it might look just because somebody given the opportunity such as, you know, Kyron Brown or maybe Brian Poole, you know, fills in on the outside and does a great job. Of course, that leaves a, a, a gap perhaps at, uh, you know, in the slot. Right. But, uh, 
you know, you got all these things going on, but that's part of um, the NFL these days. You, you're not going to have perfect depth at every position. Uh, you just don't have the money to afford that. But um, the best teams manage these situations the best. And we're going to see what um, Coach Case has in mind for the Saints game on Saturday night. And the Eagles game will be very telling for a lot of these guys as to whether they stay or go on the 53-man roster. And then we're on to the regular season. Yeah, and I one thing I really do like about Joe Douglas is it seems he's very proactive with the waiver wire. He get he he understands at least from my eyes where the deficiencies are with this team. Bring whether it's trading for offensive linemen, bringing in Cahill out of retirement, and it seems like every other day they're trying to bring in some new corner. So I do feel confident the fact that once cutdown comes in a week or so that. He is going to be proactive and try to get another corner with experience. So I think that's something as Jet fans, we all feel comfortable with. I would say yes. Um, let's, you know, I think I think writers um, generally, you know, point to the fifty-three man. That's going to be Saturday, uh, the thirtieth uh, at four p.m. That's the deadline. Most teams come up with their final 53s on Friday, the uh, the day after the final preseason game. But it's not a final roster. Right. Because, you know, once the final rosters are, uh, you know, supposedly uh, firmed up, all of these players have been let go. They're all waived or free on the market. And then um, uh, teams that have said, we're going to look at every, you know, it, it's the Mike Tannenbaum philosophy, every rock, every day. Um, everybody's got that similar kind of philosophy. I think Joe Douglas has it as well. And uh, so he's going to look, you know, comb that waiver wire, uh, and he's going to comb the free agency, uh, you know, and lists, and he's going to see uh, what his shortlist says at cornerback. And they're going to come up with some solutions. Uh, I don't know what they're going to be, and they haven't revealed them to us inside yet. But, uh, uh, you know, in Joe we trust at this point, and, and in Adam we trust, and Greg we trust to coach him up. And then we'll see very soon whether uh, the trust has been properly placed. But I think it has been. Absolutely. The next thing, I was reading your article, four out of five offensive linemen didn't play because of injury last week against the Falcons. Do you think Who do you think's playing from the offensive line this week? Because to me, I, I'm like petrified of free, agent, uh, from free agency. I'm petrified of preseason. I'm always thinking the worst. So, honestly, I would hold them, hold them out. Do you think do you think they're all going to play this week? Uh, from what Coach Gay said yesterday, I, I I'm not sure. Uh, he said uh, Kalechi Assembly is the left guard, Brian Leonard is the right guard. Uh, he, he said that they're going to work this week uh, with the strength guys, but that doesn't mean that they've been uh, you know worked back into the practice rotation. Uh, he kind of hinted that, uh, you know, we might not see them again, which means we won't see them again in the preseason uh, because they're not going to play the fourth game. So, uh, you know, but the one thing that he did say um, that was interesting was that um, the guys they plugged in, Tom Compton and uh, was it Alex Lewis? Yeah. Uh, both, both guys started at guard uh, and um, they both have experience, but they're not, you know, like uh, big household names. And they did well. They they held up their end of the bargain, and the Jets, you know, they didn't have four, was it three or four great drives with Sam Darnold on the first offense, but they had one very nice opening drive. Oh, yeah. And they showed that, um, you know, if push comes to shove and these guys are needed, um, the Jets may have good depth. Now, you don't know. I mean, 
we don't know how that's going to shake out if, if it's got to be uh, against the uh, the live ammo against the Bills on September 8th and beyond. Uh, you know, Cleveland right behind them, and they're a hot team at this point, at least as far as we've been told. Um, you know, and New England the week after that, and then uh, bye week in Philly. So, you know, you got four, you know, decent games to start off the season with and see uh, how you're going to shake out. But I expect from the sounds of it that, uh, KO, Kalichi Assembly, and Brian Winters will be back uh, for the start of the season. Thank so God. Not, I don't think they're long term. Um, and, um, you know, Shell, um, I think the same thing. He has a knee, um, and Chuma Adoga started for him. That was one of the other uh, substitutions uh, on the offensive line. And, and that's a good thing to see from Adoga because, you know, you don't know. He's a third rounder, he has some uh, issues. Uh, you know, in college, um, that, that some people might have held against him, but the Jets obviously researched it as they always do, and, and they felt he was a fine choice at three. And I'm sure Sam Darnold spoke up for him, being uh, that they were teammates for I think a year at Southern Cal. And um, so all of a sudden, we have possibly the the backup tackle or somebody who can step in in a pinch at, at either side, perhaps. So that's all a part of the building of depth and. Um, you know, it sometimes isn't pretty. You know, it's the old sausage-making situation. But um, at least as of right now, it was good to see that those guys, the, the substitution held up against a, a you know, veteran front unit, first defense uh, presented by the Falcons. Saints are going to present some more problems for, you know, at least a half, maybe a half in a series um, for uh, for the first-team Jets offense. So we're going to know a lot more um you know, late Saturday night about the state of the offensive line. Yeah, and do you think uh, you don't? Do you think Cahill Cahill is going to play at all, or no? You think they're going to get him any reps in this preseason game, or they're going to hold him? Yeah, again, it sounds like it's possible that we will see Ryan Khalil. I don't know if he'll go the full, uh, you know, first team offense uh, uh, tenure that they're going to throw these guys out. He might go a few series just to get his feet wet. But it sounds like he's he is practicing. He did practice. Um, with the uh, the first unit, uh, I think it was on Sunday night in the green and white practice yep. at MetLife. So he's he's getting ready, and uh, you know we're, we talk to him probably once a week, and he's given progress reports, and he sounds like he's ready to go. And so he's another guy we'll see, you know. And if he's not ready, we know that Jonathan Harrison can fill in in the pinch. He was ready to go. Uh, he was ready to be the starter. Uh, if um, the the Jets and Joe Douglas didn't go out and get Ryan Khalil, so. Um, you know, again, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go so far down in your depth that you have no depth. That's true. But, uh, as of right now, it looks like the Jets have a, a good starting five offensive line to help this offense be the best it can be, which can be very good, I think. Uh, and if anybody does get hurt and goes down, then we do have some players who can definitely step into the fray and can get the job done. Absolutely. And to me, bringing a heel out of retirement was a tremendous move that no one saw coming. And I was so happy about that because an experienced center is huge for a young quarterback and it only makes our offensive line better and deeper. So I thought that was a great move that no one saw coming. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and you, you know, uh, Brad, it was uh, one of the things that um, uh, Gase pointed out. Uh, or I think it was Sam Darnold actually pointed out yesterday when he was talking with the media. He's, he said Khalil comes in, and most centers, you know, don't really 
get a good look at the safeties. Um, and uh, Khalil, being, a, I think he's 13th year now, um, he's, he's got his head up. He's a big guy. He can see those safeties, uh, you know, doing a rotation, and he calls that out. He, he resets the mic for Sam Darnold, something Sam may or may not have seen uh, on his own. And, and, of course, that could have led to a busted play, a sack, or it could have led to a big play. And, uh, you know, so those are the kinds of things that a, an experienced center that uh, like Khalil can bring into the uh, operation. And, um, you know, you, you wish that he, uh, you know, the, the Jets had a whole offseason with him or a whole year. They don't. So, uh, you know, he's he's here now. He started practicing and uh, he and Sam are getting on the same page. And uh, I think it bodes well for the offense. But, you know, again, we, it remains to be seen. He, he hasn't, uh, you know, played a lot of football in the offseason. He right. didn't go to camp with Carolina. He, he had retired, uh, you know, but he's, he's, he's close enough to retirement where I feel like he's not one of those guys that you say, well, he just said he was retired, so he's probably retired, you know. Sure, yeah. Sounds like Khalil does not think he's retired. He wants he was not ready to step down and, you know, go put his feet up on the couch and watch the guys and on TV and play golf. So um, it's a good thing that um, it was it was a great get by Joe Douglas. We'll see how great uh, in the coming weeks. But I think it was uh, a great thing to, to anchor that offensive line, maybe the one piece that they really needed uh, right. just to get everybody, you know, moving as one unit in front of that offense, which, like we've been saying, you got to love those skill position players, but they've got to, you know, Sam's got to have time to get them the balls. Absolutely. That brings me to the next thing. Obviously, you said skill position. So I'm thinking Bell. So I heard Adam Gave said that Bell is going to be held out of the preseason, which I think is a tremendous move. He's seen enough football. I don't want to risk any injury, hold him out. And I saw also that Le'Veon said, I want to get hit in practice. To me, I love hearing that. I think Bell is going to have a huge year for the Jets. He's motivated. He's he's right out to prove everyone wrong that says he's done. So what have you seen from Bell, and what do you think about him sitting for the preseason? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's basically a coaching call. You know, what what's your thought uh, as a coach uh, as, as to how, how this situation should shake out? I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer. It's based on the, the personnel involved. And Adam Gase made a determination probably a while back that, you know, we, we probably don't need to see uh, Le'Veon this preseason. Uh, and so he said Le'Veon has been responsive to, you know, that argument. And he says, whatever you, you want to do, coach, let me know. We'll do it. And even yesterday, Le'Veon spoke to the, the uh, reporters again, as he's been doing regular, uh, you know, once a week or so, and he said, "Listen, I don't think four plays in the preseason is going to help me out. I'm, I'm getting ready to go, and I'm uh, getting ready conditioning wise, and I'm, I'm getting hit. I want them to hit me. That was one of the interesting things. You know, I, I'm sure it's been been done before since 2011, which was the, the start of the, the new, um, you know, players and, and owners, um, you know, uh, agreement. Uh, but uh, you know, ever since that time, obviously, training camp is." has been changed dramatically. It's not two-a-days or three-a-days anymore. It's one-a-day. And uh, there's a heavy emphasis on, you know, protecting players who are hurt and making sure that they're ready to go. And, uh, you know, uh, thud practices were big, you know, and still are. And and what that is, obviously, if you haven't heard the the term, is, you know, 
players are going to hit each other, but not they're not taking them to the ground. They're not trying to take their heads off. They're going to thud the the opposing ball carrier, the opposing wide receiver, just to let them know they're they're there and you would have been tackled. But you know we're not trying to uh, harm you. This is we're all on the same team here at the moment. So uh, you know all of that came into play uh, a lot more than it had been, uh, I think, since uh, you know prior to. Uh, 2011 and then Le'Veon Bell says you know I don't necessarily you know need that I, I need to be toughened up I need to be hit these guys are not taking me to the ground all the time but they you know every once in a while I hit the ground and I want them to hit me and if they're not hitting me or you know they're getting a little frustrated because they can't hit me I hit them so uh, you know it's, it's a, an interesting give and take for a frontline player who knows that he does not have to get ready for um, you know, a few series uh, in, in a preseason game. So he's doing it uh, during the practices uh, in the last, you know, days of training camp and the first days of uh, of the new uh, schedule for, for the regular season. So um, I think Le'Veon knows his body. He knows his mind. And um, and Coach uh, Gase and all the coaches uh, uh, agree. And, and so that's the way they're going. And um I see no reason to expect Le'Veon to not come out of the gate firing and just to be, you know, similar to the guy that we saw for, you know, probably four out of his five years with Pittsburgh. I agree. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, you know, he, he's a 300 touch a season, only in the regular season. Hopefully we get him another, you know, hundred postseason. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and uh, he, he knows how to do it. He's been doing it a long time. And, uh, I think he's fired up. I mean, he he did what he did, um, you know, as far as sitting out last season with Pittsburgh. And, you know, he's, he's taken some uh, hits some for that from anybody who, you know, gets on the Internet and wants to have an opinion. Uh, but he's, he's very confident in himself and his abilities. He, he says, you know, People have forgotten who, who I was and who I am, but they're going to remember pretty quickly. He's got all of the necessary, uh, you know, mental, um, I think, uh, you know, all, all of the, the check boxes are being checked. He's, he's getting ready to go. He, I believe he will be ready to go. And I, I'm hoping to see a very dynamic lady on Bell against the Bills. Absolutely. Me too. I'm pumped up to see him. I'm happy they're keeping him out. Why risk the injury? He's seen enough football, enough touches. Keep him out. Let him let him learn and practice. Pick it up, and let's let's get it going. My one of my things that what I call the golden ticket to the Jets season this year. I am so giddy. I haven't been this giddy for a Jets quarterback in years. <laughs> Even going back to Sanchez, I'll be honest. I was fired up for Sanchez. How could I not be? He brought you me to back to back AFC championships. I'll always have a place in my heart for Mark Sanchez. But I haven't seen a quarterback look this good reporters telling me he looks this good the hype around a quarterback ever it seems like the Jets got it right and everything I've seen in practice when I've been to practice green and white scrimmages he makes wow throws and then he's picking up Adam Gates' system and it's translating on the field I think he is the key to the season and the reason why me and all Jet fans are so freaking giddy over this season. Yeah, that's um, that's a pretty good way to put it. I mean, <laughs> you know, how often do Jet fans say they're giddy? <laughs> Never. <laughs> that's, an, that's an admission that, you know, things are looking good. Now, you know, I mean, 
I, I am as well. I'm really excited to see year two for Sam. Uh, all of the signs that you could take out of last season as the season wore on were good. I mean, he, he struggled early in, in the middle and he got hurt. He came back and had a really strong final four. Tremendous. And, uh, and you know, is that is that a be-all and, and you know, uh, you know, is, does that tell you everything you need to know? Probably not because the Jets were obviously out of it. Maybe some of the teams they were playing were a little out of it. Uh, but, you know, you've got to do it against the, the players they stand in front of you, and Sam did it. And now everything this offseason and preseason has been very optimistic, very positive. I think one of the things that a number of players have mentioned, and Sam was even asked about it uh, yesterday, was he he has this ability to uh, cut, kind of throw the ball at, at odd angles um, where, you know, he's facing one way and he throws it the other way. I think Le- Le'Veon said that. He says, he's looking over here and then he throws it over here, and it's crazy, you know. Uh, and, and Sam explained that he's always thrown with his left hip open a little bit, more so probably than he was coached to or that then we've seen other quarterbacks do it. Uh, but he kind of does that and, and he, he keeps his ability to throw in several different directions. So he may not be pointing the way you think he would be pointing to throw the ball to a player who's, you know, running away from him across the formation or something like that. But he's, a, he has that ability and he's got that accuracy to, to hit that guy in stride and to make a big play out of something that looked like it was going to be a mess, like, you know, the, the pocket gets all clogged up, he's got to shuffle his feet outside, he, he gets hit, he's got to get away. Can he complete that ball more often than not? And it seems like he can. So I, all of these things are pointing up very much so. I mean, we need to see Sam make that year two leap, like a number of the other quarterbacks have made, Mitch Trubisky and, you know, Carson Wentz and, um, you know, all the other guys that we've seen in, in the last several years, Ben Mahomes, of course. And, you know, we, we go on and on. And uh, uh, this is now Sam's turn to do it. Uh, hopefully he's got that cast around him that will help him do it because everybody needs a good cast, supporting cast to get it done. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a great time to see this developing for Jets fans. Hopefully it, it becomes what they need it to become because it's taken a while. And, it's only been 50 years. Yeah, you're right about Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, for two years, that was, a great, that was a great choice. And then things obviously didn't work out. So yeah, you don't want to see another Sanchez. You don't want to see uh, another flash in the pan and, and zone, you know. And, uh, we, uh, the Jets fans and Jets have done that too often in the past, as you said, 50 years maybe. You know, we, want su- we want sustained stability for once. There you go. For yep. once. And I think he will do that. And to me, when I watch Sam Darnold, I, I see that what he plays to me similar to like Tony Romo where he slips and slides, gets out of uh-huh. pressure, throws at weird angles, cross. Like it's tremendous. I haven't seen a Jet quarterback do that ever. And if he turns out to be half as good of a quarterback as Tony Romo, I'll sign up for that right now. That's right. That's a very good, um, I think, comparison. It'd be interesting to see um, what Tony says about that as as the season goes on, because we'll we'll have him on a few Jets games, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know the, the the first team with CBS, and um, you know they they've got as we know CBS is the Jets' home, so. Uh, let's hear what you got, Tony. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah, I think that's a really good comparison. And, um, you know, I, I think the other thing we, we'd love to see is, 
you know, the guy with the downfield touch. I mean, he's got Robbie Anderson now and, uh, you know, he, he and you know Robbie obviously wants to you know he wants to make a killing he wants to get the big bucks and you know but he also wants to be the best receiver he can be I I kind of like where Robbie's going these days I wasn't sure if he was going to be that player uh, last year the year before when he was having off field issues but I think he's really into it I think and, and part of the reason for that is that Gase and Dowell Loggins and uh, the the offensive coaches have been testing Robbie. They've been giving him more things to do. I think that Robbie felt that he was kind of limited in, in what he was allowed to do on certain plays. And, um, you know, that might have held him back a little bit the last couple of years. But he's going to get a full, you know, playbook and he's going to get a chance to, to run a variety of routes and not just, uh, you know, the go routes every you know, other play and get uh, get gassed up again and then, then do it again. I mean, he, he can be a danger on, on the underneath routes, on the intermediate routes. And we're going to see. I mean, is he a part of – is that a part of the new Jets offense under Adam Gase with Sam Darnold triggering? Another thing, if I'm not being too long-winded here, is I just wrote about that. I think the story's going up this morning is – uh, uh, or maybe it'll be in a few days. Uh, but uh, it's about another wrinkle for the Jets offense, which Jet fans know about. But uh, we have uh, on this roster now three running backs right. who ha- have very identical or, or, or very similar skills in the sense that they both can run the ball effectively and they can receive the ball effectively. We're talking about Le'Veon, we're talking about Ty Montgomery, and we're talking about Bilal Powell. And all three of them have shown in, in varying amounts of uh, exposure over the last several years that they can produce. Uh, and it was a it was an it was a wacky statistic. Every one of those guys since 2016 has a 5.2 yards per touch average uh, on touches. <laughs> so it's like, well, they're all kind of in the same boat. 5.2 is a very good number. It's not the greatest number ever. I mean, Freeman McNeil was 5.3 for his career. Uh, you know, Bruce Harper, uh, one of the great uh, all-purpose backs and probably the greatest all-purpose back in Jets history, 7.1, I think, was his average on offense. But other than those guys, um, you know, that's as good as the Jets have done over uh, extended periods. And we got three of them. So you've got to figure that besides the wide receivers, besides Quincy and Nunwa, besides Rob, but you've also got three running backs who could be in the pattern at any given time. Yeah, uh, so probably not all at the same time, but on any given play, and, and then you you don't even want to overlook a Trenton Cannon who's run those kinds of plays. Looks like he's coming on. So there's a that's why I say a lot of interesting, intriguing skill players that Darnold can can call up in this new offense. We've got to see if he can do it or how quickly he'll become comfortable doing it with with every one of those guys and spreading that ball around. Absolutely. Last one for me, Randy. So what are you looking for on Saturday when they play the Saints? Well, I mean, uh, they've played Drew Brees before. Um, I think he's, he's set to go. Yeah, he's playing. And, uh, you know, we'll see him for uh, the same half plus a series maybe. So, um, you know, let's let's see you hold up on defense if you can. I mean, it's again, he's going to probably – try to pick away at the, the, the thin spots, you know, when he gets a chance to throw the ball downfield against those corners. Um, so you'd like to see that, see a little pressure, uh, I think, however it might uh, be put together. We got Jordan Jenkins who, you know, 
signs were pointing up, you know, that he's still improving his game and becoming a more effective pass rusher than he's been. like to see that. Um, maybe we see Louvre a little bit. Maybe Ja'Kai Polite starts to show a little bit more as, as a rookie third-rounder uh, to, to apply some pressure. And then offensively, I think you want to see um, that the first-team offense can hold up against probably the most exotic pressures and and defenses that they're going to see this preseason. They, they did not see a, a whole lot of exotics by the Falcons or the Giants. Um, but the Saints, you know, they're, they're a veteran team and they're going to come at the Jets in different ways. And Gaze said, yeah, we kind of expect to see a little more complete package from them. We're going to have to game plan a little bit more, which, you know, normally you don't game plan a whole lot for the uh, preseason. So we need to see Sam protected, whoever's in front of him, and get the ball to these guys we talked about. And then, you know, probably on special teams, more than anything, I mean, you want to see, you know, uh, Taylor Bertolette not miss an extra point. Oh, God, yeah. And, and hit field goals. He's hit the field goals, eh? But, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, you know, Chandler can zero before Bertolet last week, you know. They got to bring in another kicker. They got to bring they in may. another. <laughs> Certainly they may because, you know, that that seems to be the modus operandi is, you know, Gase is not going to, you know, pull his hair out about it. He says, right now we're going with Taylor. All right, that's good. Right now we're going with him. But, you know, that, that Joe Douglas is probably looking as he did even, I think even before Chandler Catanzaro said he was going to retire, I think Joe had his shortlist and had guys ready to come in. And so, you know, we'll see what happens away from the field and, uh, you know, it will see. And, and, you know, remember too, Jason Myers came in last year, I think it was week three. Yeah. Uh, so if they have to, you know, they'll pick up that next kicker and, uh, you know, who's, who's available and who can be hopefully the next Jason Myers. I, I feel bad that we let him get away. But, yeah, I'm uh, furious. That's, but... that's water over the dam, you know. So, uh, but uh, and if we don't uh, bring in the next guy, then Taylor's the guy, and he's going to get a chance to get his career started. And uh, you know, you hope to to see him uh, work through any issues that you know. Hey, he, he may be having problems with his holder and his snapper and, and some blocking. So. Um, you know, that's all That's all part of coaching and getting this thing ready for the season. But I want to see all those things, uh, you know, come, uh, you know, work to the, the Jets' benefit against the Saints, who, you know, could be you know, one of those teams vying for the NFC berth in the Super Bowl, you know, back uh, come down to uh, late December, early January. So, uh, you know, hopefully the Jets can be involved in that conversation as well. Absolutely. Randy, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate this. You guys can follow Randy at R-L-A-N-G-E Jets on Twitter. He's the senior consultant reporter for the New York Jets. Randy, all the love. I'm so happy you came on, and I look forward to talking with you again. You got it, Brad. Thanks a lot for having me on. Thank you. There you have it, Jet fans. Little inside scoop from Randy covers the Jets. You got to read his articles on Twitter; they're phenomenal. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm again, 2019 is looking up for the Jets, and the season can't come fast enough in my eyes. So let's go.